Welcome to Changing Light Bulbs, the podcast that's dedicated to innovation and transformation in all of their forms. I am your host, Greg R. McGovern, and my journey today continues with our guest, Daniel. Now, Daniel's journey is quite fascinating. From where he began to where he is today is quite remarkable. His change catalyst and ultimate journey began with being stabbed in a gang fight, but led to the opportunity to serve tea to Prince Charles and the Duchess. I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it. Please take a listen. Well, Daniel, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you so much. Hey, Thanks no, for having me. This is fantastic. And we're in your shop today. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. Your new shop. Home court advantage. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Nice. So listen, I really uh, appreciate you taking the time. And, and as I said, we usually start with a little icebreaker with all of our guests. And we talk about kind of, is, was there ever a piece of art or drama or something that really influenced you in a positive way that you want to share with our audience today? 100%. And that's a great question. Um, the moment I, I think about that question, immediately what comes to mind is um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The Willy Wonka. Oh, movie. really? That, yeah. That is... <laughs> the original or the new one? Um, the original is always the best to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do like the new one as well. But I, in my mind is the old original classic one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that movie, I think, um, has just, it, it just changed the way that I view life, the way that I view business. Um, it seems like such a, a you know, magical, uh, cool fantasy type of movie that, you know, like yeah, you yeah. eat the chocolate river and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but there were so much lessons buried into that movie about life and about how we are as people and mankind. And I think when I watched it the first time, I was just more caught up in the magic and the candy and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, then I watched it again yeah. with different eyes. And I was like, wow, that's really how we are. Like all the different lessons, you know, on a base level, it just seems like kids at a chocolate factory yeah. all trying to win a prize. Yeah. And Willy Wonka's kind of cuckoo. Um, but it was so far from that. He was actually, like, it was like bringing these children and their parents into this room full of mirrors. Right. And they were all just getting to see who they really were. Very and cool. at the end, yeah. if you were genuine in who you were looking at in the mirror, you were the person that won. And along the line, there was all these lessons like greed, like appreciation, like um, jealousy, these emotions and traits that we have as people. It was all in this movie in such a metaphorical way. And I just think it was brilliant and yeah. magical at the same time. Very so cool. I try to apply the same kind of magic and motive to things that I do um, in my business and in my life. That's great. So now we're, well, it's perfect lead-in because obviously we've chatted before about your journey, but yes. but our audience doesn't know it. So right. why don't you just share a little bit about your journey and kind of where you were and what you kind of did. Definitely. Well, hello out there. <laughs> um, so my journey, um, majority of my life, um, you know, and when I say majority, I, I'm talking, you know, from at least age 12 to 20, 20-ish, uh, was all surrounded by music and, and the arts. Yeah. Um, I, at a very young age, found a, a, a talent for, for music um, with words and, you know, the articulation of words. So it led me on this whole music journey that lasted about nine, ten years. Wow. Um, it started in rap and hip-hop. Uh, so I was really an avid freestyler. I used to do a <laughs> lot of freestyle battles um, with people and, and freestyle battling, you know, a battle of words with somebody else uh, in an artistic way. Saw some degree of success there. You know, had our music playing in, um, playing in clubs. We were traveling. Very cool. You know, trying to chase the dream. After that, I kind of, you know, matured in my musical taste 
and I transitioned into um, an actual Canadian songwriter. So started writing uh, songs, pitching it to people, trying to get you know a big song out there. Didn't really work out, but um, <laughs> it was just this whole music stint. Yeah. Um, and then in 2005, um, I kind of just let the music dream kind of slip away. Right. Because now I'm faced with reality. You got to work. You got to earn money yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of let it slide. Um, and then in 2009, four years after just working factory jobs and whatnot, um, I was uh, I went I got into an incident. You right. Know, just one day walking across the street from my house. Um, and an altercation with some guys at the convenience store yeah. um, on account of something I said in one of my rap hip-hop songs. That was many years ago. Many years wow. ago. Wow. So this was like my past being dug up, you know, of something I said in a song about somebody. Um, right. And these guys took offense to it because they knew the guy or, or whatnot. Um, and I was the victim of a, a nearly fatal stabbing. Wow. So I was stabbed four times. Um one in the neck, a couple in the body, and the one in the neck was nearly fatal. One inch, the doctor said, more yeah. would have been it. Uh, and I, I know we're probably going to get into the details more, but that incident eventually led to you know a big change for my life. And then out of that change um, came Tea by Daniel, which is a tea company. <laughs> and I know that seems like a really drastic jump, but uh, that's kind of you know the summary of you know, went from music to just working dead end jobs to starting a tea company that's and a very successful that. tea company. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've we've done quite a bit in the in the last um, seven years with this tea company, and it's it's really I think uh, based on this foundation right. of why we're doing what we're doing, and it's it's from everything I learned from this incident. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Now I've heard your story before, and you talk a little bit about being in the hospital. Yes. Go back to that moment in time and tell me a little bit about what was going through your head and all that kind of stuff. Definitely. So, and I'm glad you pulled that out because that's really where the, you know, to really understand where this is all coming from. That was my life-changing moment. Right. Um, So, here I am fighting for my life. Uh, You know, it got really serious. Um, They had to airlift me to St. Michael's. As soon as they went off the helicopter pad into the hospital, boom, blackout. I don't know what happened after that. But there I am now. I woke up after I think a day or something and right beside me was my brother right. and my girlfriend who's my wife now uh, just crying, crying, right, crying, right. crying, crying and I'm dazed kind of wondering like what happened and I remember uh, my brother especially so angry yeah, filled yeah. with all kinds of emotions and now that he's seeing that I'm, I'm starting to come back you know, to my consciousness he immediately said like he held my hand and he said there are 40 people downstairs, 40 guys downstairs right, right now right. that are ready to go get whoever did this to you. Yeah. Who did it? Who did it? And he was just like really pressing on finding that out. And believe it or not, Greg, this is where I realized that I changed because I'm, I'm never back down from confrontation. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't want to paint the picture that I'm this angel and something bad happened to yeah, me. Yeah. Like, I was a person who, if you want to fight, let's fight. Like, right, right, right. I'm down any time to fight. Um, and they called me the hothead. That's just the personality I had was just, I'm ready to go. If you want to fight, you want to disrespect me, let's fight. Let's do it. It doesn't matter what happens. Right. And immediately after I'm seeing, I'm like, oh my goodness, all the, the, the stories we hear on the news, all the, you know, premature deaths, the murders, the killings, the just craziness that happens in the world. It all starts from right here. These conversations. Yep. That something happened, unfortunate. 
and you know my brother's here asking me who did it so that we can go retaliate this is where it comes from violence begets violence this is it yeah and once i was thank god i i I understood it at that very moment obviously because of what i went through but i'm like so if i do that somebody else's brother or husband or boyfriend is going to be in this situation and feel what i'm feeling right now and i i held his hand my brother and i'm just like don't do it yeah. just leave it alone right and I, and I actually said um let god deal with it as much as i understood about god i'm like just let him deal with it and at that moment i'm like okay i think i this is my aha moment like why do i not feel that urge to retaliate that's crazy i mean at the yeah. end of the day that's incredibly courageous to break that cycle yeah that's an unbelievable thank you i applaud thank you. you thank you, yeah. thank you. um so, so is there anything specific in that event that mm-hmm. just, you saw your brother, you wanted to break the cycle. Yeah. Was it anything else that you kind of had yes. a vision? Yeah. So then it was a lot over the, the, the couple of days I was in the hospital, you know, uh, going through that you know, rejuvenation and yeah. mending. Um, I really, I, I, and I don't know, like I always say this, it's like I got spider senses <laughs> and it's like, I was noticing everything also because yeah. I couldn't move. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. I'm looking at the nurses. I'm looking at uh, my girlfriend at the time, yeah. um, who was just going out of her way to take care of me and make sure I, you know, I was eating properly and that nurses were taking care of me. I was looking at the doctors. I was looking at the people cleaning the hospital floors and everything mattered. Right. I saw the connection between everything. I'm like, so they got to clean the, the, you know, the floor so that when people get rushed in, you know, paramedics get through safely and, and Yep. Ways are clear. The nurses are telling the doctor which room to go to. And the contribution of humanity just made sense to me more right. than it ever has. It takes a village. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That statement actually made sense to me at this moment. So I'm like, wait a minute. So I didn't care about any of you a week ago when I was chasing you know, yeah, yeah. my dreams and my aspirations. But now you don't know me from anywhere. And this is your contribution to my life. This is the impact you're having on my life in a huge way. Then I'm like, what? impact do I have on anybody's life yeah or if I was to die yeah what impact did I leave behind right and I wasn't happy with the answer that very powerful really it was just it's a couple rap songs and a couple teenage broken hearts and <laughs> that's it there's nothing that I could say is I did this and this person will remember me for this even just one person that it's like I did this and it was positive there was not much um, so I dedicated my life. I, I said, you know what? The moment I get out of here, I don't know what it's going to be or what I'm going to do, but I will find a way to impact people's lives in a positive way. And when you fast forward a year and a half out of the hospital, yeah. um, it became tea. Cool. I mean, because I had to change my lifestyle, I stopped drinking, stopped smoking. Um, I took up tea and I was like, what if I take this new passion for tea and drinking tea and this Willy Wonka kind of yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything and just build a company, a tea company out of that. And that was my aha moment. That's very cool. Now, how did your friends react to all of this? So I think everybody, my friends knew what I went through and it was, it was really traumatic. So in the first little bit of me coming out of the hospital and just being different, yeah. uh, they were all for it, all supporting me. Like, you know, uh, I said I was, I was done with the music, like yeah, completely yeah. done yeah, with yeah. the music. Um, and they seemed like they were, you know, like on board for that. But when I think when it all boiled down to it, like I lost all, almost all every, I think one friend and my brother are who I still, you know, communicate with at the end of the day, I really got to see 
what was holding our friendship together. And it was this hopeful ticket to stardom and fame in music, in the right, arts. Right, right. Um, because they all just dwindled off um, with the positive changes that I made in my life. It wasn't fast enough for, for many of them. And they just, you know, which happens. And you it know. didn't align to their goals. That's it. Yeah. And I think, you know, the moment it doesn't with somebody, then you should just be honest enough to, to move on. To move on. So that's, that's what happened with friendship. So. What helped you get through that transformation from I mean, a year and a half? Mm-hmm. You've got your girlfriend, you've got your brother. What else? So the main core of who I've become um, is is my faith. Okay. Uh, my parents grew up, you know, as, as Christians, and I like I always heard and knew and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. The incident caused me to really search. Okay. Um, you know, start reading my Bible. Start you know asking more questions about okay. I feel like I, I almost slipped out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What is beyond here? Like, I need, to, I need to know. And I know everybody has their philosophy and theory, and that's cool, and I don't disrespect anybody's. I got to find it out for myself. What happens when you leave here? So that sent me on a, a faith journey. In that searching, that's what it, where I, I found myself. Is where I just found out, like, wow, okay, so this is what life is all about. And that has carried me through, even till today, Finding, finding my relationship with God. Interesting. So now, how does hope play into all of that? So that's what it is, you know, and, and I, I know nobody could see this, but right now in my store, uh, the big decal says, believe it to see it. Right. And what we are more trained to in this life is to see it to believe it. Right. Like, I got to see it to believe it. Everybody says that. You know, yeah, well, yeah. I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it, when I see it. But my faith and what I believe is the opposite. I have to actually believe it without seeing it to see it. And it's that thinking that, you know, it translates into business. It translates into everything. I didn't see myself in, you know, a very busy mall with my own company when I was just working in dead end jobs, factory jobs. But there came a time where I started to believe that I could see it. And now I'm here. So I think my faith and what I believe, I have to believe it. And the proof will come from believing it. That's where I stand with my faith. So have you ever worried about slipping back to that old ways? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I, I'd be lying if I say I was in it, in it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't surface. I've never been surface in anything that I've done. Yeah. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So I was fully immersed. And I think the, the hardest um, pull factor back into that old lifestyle and, yeah. and way of thinking is the fact that when you change, not yep. everybody knows that you changed. Even till today, you know, here I am, author, motivational speaker, business guy, you know, um, but the people from back in the day that have not been following this journey, yeah. sometimes they see me and they call me like, like my stage name or <laughs> um, another big uh, pull factor back into that old lifestyle is I was said to be talented in it. That talent doesn't doesn't just disappear. Right. Sometimes I'll hear a beat or a, a song like Drake will come out with a song. Like yeah, I used yeah. to perform at the same shows as Drake. Yeah. You know, and you see his level of success sometimes, and you're like, it gets you thinking. You hear a beat, and you're like, I could I could yeah. do something on that beat. So those thoughts always come, and you know, and that's just a part of being human. You got to make a decision. Yeah. Every single day, I have to make the decision to stay in 
what I'm in, the lane that I'm in. And when I look back that now I have impacted people's life in a positive way, the impact outweighs every temptation of going back to the way I was living before. So now, was there a moment you knew you finally made the transition and it was 100%? Yes. I think it was the, the fact that I didn't want to seek revenge. Now, there has been many other times of different levels because I believe transformation is levels. Like, right, I'm right. still transforming. Um, but when did I change? When did I know, whoa? Yeah. When did I shock myself? In the hospital. That's a big change. Yeah. Now, you talked about levels of transformation. Yes. So, so walk me through that. Tell me about your thoughts around transformation. So my thoughts around transformation, I think the, the best God-given example of transformation is the caterpillar to the butterfly. This caterpillar is changing. Right. This caterpillar is becoming someone new. It's gaining new things. Um, and then eventually it loses some old things. And then it becomes a new person. Or not a person, yeah, yeah, but yeah, a yeah. bug. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think life is the exact same way. Like, it's just it's a constant changing. It's a constant evolution. It's a constant um, transformation and, and metamorphosis. Right. So it's not a I've transformed. Because then... How do you process and how do you deal with what you learn next week in the world or in your life or around you? That's going to change you. That's going to alter the way you think. So it's a it's it's an ongoing, ongoing process. And is it is it predetermined by you changing the way you think about something? Yes. So it's basically creating a new lens or a new way 100%. that you approach it. Perspectives, perspective, because you know, like, and I I use the term very loosely when I say rich and poor, but a rich man and a poor man, right? They both look through the same eyes, per se, but they both have different perspectives, Yeah. right? And our, it's our perspectives of, on how we process things that alter our lives, right? right. You see a tree. Um, I look at the same tree and I see a chair if you do something different to the tree. We process thing, the same things that we see differently In a different and way. it alters us. So. so what lessons did you learn along the way that you can share with the world kind of thing? Yeah, I've learned, oh my goodness. I think life is the best teacher. Absolutely. Because yeah. you can't skip its classes. You know? Yeah. I used to skip a lot of classes in school. <laughs> um, and there's nothing that the teachers or the school system could really do about it. But when it comes to life, good luck. Right? It's going to teach you something. You want to skip school? I'm going to teach you where you're going to end up. So when I was working in a factory at a nail bin, I had to sort nails and screws, right? Like that must have been billions yeah. and billions of nails and screws, and I'm in a big garbage bin. Life was like, told you, right? When I was behind bars, yeah, life was like, told you. But also when I changed for positive and you know, started loving people genuinely and just looking out for others good more than myself, you know, life was like, look. You know, yeah, you're going to meet the prince. You're going to serve tea to the prince, prince of Wales. You're going to have your own store. So life is a teacher. It's always teaching us. You can't skip its classes. Um, another thing I've learned that my dad taught me was how to define what a rich person really is. A rich person is a, a person with a keen sense of responsibility and a high regard for human life. And when I processed that, I was like, yeah, because you could have a lot of money and a lot of wealth, but you could have a very poor just demeanor, a poor, you know, character. Um, but a rich person is just a person who looks out for others and has a high regard for human life and is a very responsible person. And a business lesson that I've specifically learned is uh, the secret to succeeding in business, which I always say is in the first two letters of business, which is B-U. Right. Along my journey, 
my success has not come uh, in business from my business etiquette, from my business plan, from my wealth, or just none of that stuff. It's just from me being me, you know, and my wife being her, and my employees being them. So that authenticity, yeah, just the authenticity and the genuineness of who you are. That's where your success is. Anything unexpected? Well, in a in a positive light, in no way did I ever think I'd be asked to serve Prince Charles tea. So in a positive way, that was completely blindsided. So that's a great story, and you got to tell the audience because yeah. I do think it, it kind of reinforces good things happen to good people. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So because of you know the past conversation we've been having, yeah. um, and you kind of see the rough broadupsy and that I kind of went through yeah, just yeah, because yeah. of my own choices. Um, when I got through this situation, um, it kind of naturally took me into becoming a motivator or a motivational speaker. So I've done a lot of speaking in schools, universities, and whatnot. Um, so I volunteered my time with the Prince's Charities of Canada, which I didn't really know who they were. Um, they just reached out. Um, but that is actually Prince Charles's charity in Canada. And it's an organization that deals with social issues that matter to the Prince, the Prince right. of Wales. Yeah. Um, so things like youth unemployment, homelessness, just issues like that. Yeah. So it really resonated with me. That's why I said, yeah, I'll volunteer. I went out there. Um, George Dramatopoulos, his yeah. name is hard to say. Um, <laughs> he was uh, kind of do, um, paneling. Yep. And we were just talking. It was cool. I met some people there. Uh, after that, I was really interested in that organization. So I continued over the next three years to volunteer my time on several different issues like banning the box. Okay. Prince Charles believed in the UK that they yeah. should ban the box on should a person with a criminal record have to tick off I have a criminal record when applying for a job. So I advocated um, and we were in a big meeting with you know, all the banks and everybody yeah, yeah. on, hey guys, you probably wouldn't hire me because I would have had to tick the box. But here I am now as you know, I have several businesses, uh, author, think about how many awesome people we're missing out on in the world because they're defined by this one decision they made in their life. Fast forward to 2017, Prince Charles uh, and Camilla, the yeah. Duchess, were doing a royal tour and they were coming to Canada for, to celebrate Canada's 150th. Uh, and he said that when he gets to the army base, he wants tea. Lo and behold, <laughs> I have a tea company. Um, and all the people in his organization we're like, wait a minute. You know, we can just get you some tea. Yeah. But there's a young man and his wife who actually have been volunteering with your organization and they have a tea company. Right. Why don't we invite them to serve you tea? And I got an email from the federal government, but you have been cordially invited to serve wow. tea to the Prince of Wales. And it happened. He loved it. We had a conversation. He actually said it was the best tea he's ever had. <laughs> He ordered more tea a week later. Uh, he wrote us a letter, handwritten from himself. It all came from just giving. That's a beautiful capstone to a, an incredible journey. Yeah, thank so you. So now, you said you volunteer. This is my last question for mm-hmm. you. Take me back to what you would say to that 16-year-old boy. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. What would I say to him? There are, and it might sound bad, but there's certain things that I would say don't change. Because when... I mean, it all depends on what we're looking at. Are we looking at the journey or are we looking at the, the result of the journey, right? The journey was hard. Yeah. The journey was a lot of negative. The journey was painful. But the result is so much more 
right. rewarding and, and just I think I would have said don't be selfish I think if I could have alleviated the selfishness everything I did was how will this benefit me myself and I right so if I'm gonna hurt somebody with my words or well it's gonna make me look better if I could have you know skipped out on that part I think you know it just would have felt better I think I would have lived a more enriched life and been able to help more people at an earlier age um, so I would say be more selfless um, but honestly to be honest I'd say just keep going go through it you're gonna have to learn yeah, yeah. some way or another um, I hope and pray that nobody has to get stabbed four times to find themselves and to find life and to find hope but you're gonna go through something you know, I think you just got to play out your, your journey. Very cool. Yeah. Well, listen, before we go, tell the audience the title of your book, where yeah. they can get it. Uh, so uh, pertaining to the book, the book is called How. Um, it's kind of subtitled, you know, From Tragedy to Triumph. Basically, the in-depth details of my story in a businessy kind of way. So for, you know, aspiring entrepreneur, definitely recommend it as a good read. But just for a person who's looking for motivation in life, uh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, you can find it at Chapters Brampton. Uh, you could also find it on Amazon yep. or Amazon.ca. Uh, or you could come into our shop at T by Daniel. We're located at 25 uh, Peel Center Drive, which is Bramley City Center in Brampton. Uh, we do sell the book in the store. Always grab uh, like a good tea <laughs> to enjoy the read. And I was going to say, I just had you. I, yeah, I was going to say, I just had the Earl Grey, and it's fantastic. So thank good you stuff. so much for everything, Daniel. <laughs> thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, and I hope uh, I hope we inspire a lot of folks here. Oh, likewise, it was a pleasure. This concludes our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. For more information on the work that I do around innovation and transformation, please check out my website at www.changinglightbulbs.com. And for more information on our amazing sponsor, Delta Oversee, the software company that's dedicated to enabling positive, sustainable change and transformations for organizations, please check out their website at www.deltaoversee.info or give them a shout at 647-513-3582. Don't forget to mention that you heard about us on this podcast. Thanks again, and never forget to continually adapt and transform for tomorrow's reality.